Hey, I'm Mitch Goldman, your host for Deep Focus, and this is part three of this program from November 13th, 2017. My guest, Adam Rudolph, fantastic drummer, hand drummer, band leader, composer. Check out Adam Rudolph. He's on the socials and lives in the New York area and tours all over the world, has tons of great recordings, and I invite you to participate in his musical life and him and yours. And our topic is the hand drummers, Big Black and M2 May. And this is part three of three. Let's go. Back to New York and got to know uh, M2 May more. Um, I told him about when I first heard him uh, at the Smiling Dog Saloon with Miles in 73 or maybe spring of 74. And he and so he's like, well, what did you what did you hear? You know, how did you? Because he knew I, I knew him because we both. I think I got to know him through through Big Black, right? Who was sort of his mentor also. And um, so we, you know, we we talk and uh, often and um, uh, um, such a beautiful guy, such a brilliant guy. So uh, and by the way, people know him. Tume, uh, you know, is Jimmy Heath's son, and. Um, he was living in California, where it was when he was when he first started um, uh, uh, studying and learning from Big Black, and was playing hand drums and uh, was involved in a lot of political movements. Uh, he he um, anyway when he moved here, I think he told me he started playing with him, um, McCoy or Freddie Hubbard, and then ended up with Miles. And it's interesting because what we just heard was recorded only eight years after the 1965 Dizzy Gillespie and Big Black. So. Look at this evolution. So anyway, when I talked to him, to me, he said, "So what did you? How did you hear it?" And I, the, you know, what did you hear? What I was doing? And I said, "Well, you were the one. You, to me, the way I, I, Adam, heard you, M. Tume, was that you were the one who was functioning like Tony Williams in the group, um, where Miles always, if you look at the videos, Miles is always set up next to M. Tume." And you, I said you were the one that, to me, was like dialoguing with Miles uh, like Tony Williams. And he laughed and he, he, to me said, um, and hi, to me if you're listening, by the way. So um, uh, he said that's exactly what it was. He said, he said Miles, you know, said to him, he, he, said, he, said, he said, you're my Tony. So, right, wow. so, so here's Michael Henderson and Al Foster and Reggie. Right, right, and they're they're laying down the groove, right, the funk, in in that way, and um, and Tume is 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 the one who's moving and dialoguing, playing language back and forth with Miles in these kind of call and response, and if you hear, if you listen to it from that point of view, you can you can hear all of that going on. And what's interesting, again, going back to this approach that Big Black developed is Mtume, this way of playing that he that he approached the drums to, and I also approach my hand drumming to, allows you to have the freedom in your playing using finger and different kinds of techniques to play ideas and not just be locked into playing patterns. You can play a pattern, but you can play any idea that you think of. So what is that all about? It's about freedom. So... Um, once I understood the approach, the, and I think M. Tume felt the same way, this approach of how to approach the hand drums, that you could develop 
your own technique relative to what it is that you wanted to hear. So for me, it's always been my ideas have led my technique where I hear something of what I want to play. Um, I was just saying off air, I just made a record not too long ago, uh, per- two percussionists, myself and Tatsuya Nakatani with Dave Liebman. And we're playing this very open kind of music where I'm playing language. I'm not just playing playing time. Or my many, many du- duets with Yusuf, it was all about dialogue and language. In fact, one time I played, I was we were talking about Ornette a minute ago, so I used to go, you know, with you, as you did, Mitch, play, hang out with Ornette. And um, I played him a duet concert uh, recording of uh, where the Yusuf and I were playing a duet. And he said, he said, it sounds like, you know, he said, it's so beautiful. He loved Yusuf's playing. He said, it sounds like Yusuf is accompanying you. Hmm. And what's interesting, what he meant, what I heard, uh, what he meant by that was that we were in dialogue. And the illusion, again, this is this upside down sort of European perspective of things. There's this illusion that Elvin was accompanying Coltrane, for example, or Tony was accompanying Miles. It's not like that. In the reality of what's happening, there's a dialogue going on, a call and response that... um, uh, um, and so it's not one thing up under another thing. And in fact, sometimes the way Miles is playing in this, what we're hearing, he's playing the language of laying down where the rhythm is, which is a very African way to do things too. A lot of times the songs are, are uh, nail the, the, the definition of where the rhythm is and the drums are playing language moving against that. So... Anyway, so that was my first comment. So my Mem Tuma, he was like, yeah, man, that's that's what it was. And we talked a lot about playing and developing ideas. He said Max really, Roach helped him with these ideas because there's that piece, what we just heard, where they shift into this five, this five, moving from kind of something in more of a four phrase or duple phrase into this five. And when you say five, maybe you could. Five, four. Well, that one, the one they were doing, the one, two, three, four, five, and playing abstractions against that. Um, that group, Mtume told me, that group was so well tight that they sounded loose and free, which again is that idea. So one of the things Mtume and I talked about besides this idea of hand drumming, and again, I'm not a musicologist or an expert about this group. I'm just giving my my perspective and understanding of it from having talked to Mtume a lot. He said him and Miles were both um, night owls, so my, you know my, they would talk for hours and hours. And again, this idea of the percussionist kind of being the philosopher of the band, and they talked a lot about sort of what what they were trying to project through the group. So I'm too many toys. He said one time, he said uh, um, the critics, the jazz critics, hated the group, you know. And he said, but the problem for them was that we weren't playing jazz. Miles was not playing jazz at that point. He wasn't interested in jazz. He was doing something else. And people talk about, yeah, there was the aspect of the, the Stockhausen. He was listening to more, of course. But even more significant than that was they were looking at aspects of the construct of, of course, Hendrix, Sly. But by this time, too, they were looking into a lot of African music, too. And this construct, and it was so interesting, I used to call... When I would t- describe what I'm trying to do with the Go Organic Orchestra, I always I always call it the um, I call it weaving the audio syncretic fibers, and uh, um, 
and when I told that to him, Tuma, he laughed. He said, well, Miles and I, we used to talk about this music as thematic fibers. So this construct of the music, like you find with the Mbuti or the Aka or the Babanzeli Pygmies, this idea, who have the oldest tradition of this way of organizing music that you can hear in James Brown, for example. I can talk more about that. But that there was this weaving everybody weaving and functioning together what what we what in african music is called apart togetherness or together apartness where everything is locked in together to create this uh every part together creates this syncretic thematic fiber of a groove right everybody has their part their role and their functionality in terms of what they're doing so reggie lucas has what he's doing Locked in with Michael Henderson, locked in with Alex, Alex Foster, Al Foster. And then Mtume is moving through this language and uh, Liebman and, of course, Miles. And Miles is playing much more. Miles was not really into this thing about soloing on top, but he wanted to be, according to what Mtume explained, wanted to be sort of inside of the rhythm section that way. And it's not really a rhythm section versus soloist anyway. It was just this concept of being of the of weaving these fibers together, like you would find in uh, uh, an Ave or Yoruba or Congo drum choir, you know, um, drum and voice choir, for example. Um, or some of the horn trumpet orchestras you might find in the in Cameroon, for example, um, and then Pete Cozy, of course, is the great you know blues blues artist bringing that uh, to fore. Anyway, so here they are, sort of again in the great grandest aspect of the so-called jazz tradition. Here's Miles and Mtume kind of continuing a really interesting hand drum, brass trumpet dialogue. From eight years earlier, there's Dizzy and and Big Black doing that also. So again, it's sort of Big Black's way of opening up the instrument to allow for this kind of individual expression and the freedom to play dialogue, not to be locked into patterns. That's this very unique and very sophisticated and very mystical uh, musical lineage that you know we're just talking about it now because it gets talked about basically not at all not at all in the yeah. amongst the and why it's not you know the jazz critics again they they still don't even know what that band was doing they don't know what M. Tume was doing they don't know what Big Black was doing they you know I'm sorry all you writer friends of mine who are my friends I'm not <laughs> I, I don't mean to have this big broad brush well sadly saying that yeah. most don't refer to it at all. Yeah. Rather than, you know, I mean, uh, I don't think somebody's to be faulted for not knowing what they don't know. Right. But, you know, it doesn't, as a result, it barely gets discussed, which and is a shame. this band barely yeah. got, and this band in general, right, got really yeah. super overlooked. And listen to it. It sounds so fresh. It does. Right? It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's like Miles was, but they were not... After it was not about everyone tries because it's miles, everybody was relating to it as jazz and like, why is he playing through a wow and all this stuff? He was doing something else altogether, and it's not that there's improvisation involved in it or, or spontaneous composition or any of those elements, but it was something else, and the construct of the music was something else, you know. And so, uh, 
Of course, they, they, they was, it was uh, misunderstood, and it's still misunderstood. But music is bigger than, you know, music is bigger than, than you know, uh, uh, piano trios, you know, which we love. But it's, you know, music is bigger than that, right? So true. The wisdom of Adam Rudolph. Go Organic Orchestras performing two weeks from tonight, November 27th at Roulette in Brooklyn, 509 Atlantic Avenue. What? You haven't been to Roulette? Oh, well, Roulette has been around for a long, long time. But this is a, uh, if you haven't been to the present version of it. It's a great venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've got a really impressive um, array of musicians, and plenty of them. Yes, yeah. Well, great, and they're the great artists. They've been most of them have been with me since I moved back here in for the last uh, twelve years. Uh, so there's a real group sound, which again, you know, we're talking about this thing about Miles or the chemistry between Randy Weston and Big Black. Having a real group and a consistent, it's not a project that's, you know, the music of this person or this type of music. It's a group and where we're developing. And the way that, uh, not by, by ways of comparison, but just understanding about how lineage works. So the fact that if you could hear the continuation of what Miles and M. Tume were doing with that group, the relationship of that to what Dizzy and Big Black are doing, in that group, obviously it's different. I mean, the, the rhythms are different, the language is different, but if you understand that the interests and the elements and the mystical approach of how they're doing things, which is trying to express uh, a dynamic of working with elements and a process in the mode of the now, right, of that period, of that time, that that continues on really from Louis Armstrong, let's say. So, you know, I have to say we're making our attempt best we can with the Go Organic Orchestra, for example, to reflect sort of the our ideas of who we are and where we are now as as spiritual entities, as, as, as human beings, and working with those same elements and same kind of interests as we heard in, the, in what the cuts we're listening to, but the music will sound different. And um, uh, um, and I, but I think there's kind of a sp- even extra special connection. Now this is another thing. So my being a hand drummer, coming from this school, the same way of approaching things as Big Black and M. Tume, but with the Go Organic Orchestra, I don't play. I'm conducting. But so much of how I approach the hand drums and how that's informed my way of thinking and my relationship to music. Um, uh, has a lot to do with how I conduct the orchestra and the construct of the orchestra. Um, it's not just a rhythm orchestra. Of course, I have all my interval interests in intervals and and so on. But uh, in my process of doing that, but in some ways, the way I conduct as a per- percussionist and hand drummer, it is more rhythmic. One of the great concerts we we once did, which we'll have to do another time, but actually Big Black performed as a guest uh, soloist with the Go Organic Orchestra. There's some YouTube videos of it. Um, I don't have an audio recording. And that was really amazing because I could conduct around him spontaneously. We could dialogue between his playing the hand drums and me conducting the whole orchestra. 
And because I understand the language of what he does, it was it was actually a pretty uh, – it was one of those bright moments for sure. Bright moments. But anyway, coming up the 27th, I'm looking yeah, forward to this it. This is thrilling. I mean, if, and if you, ha- if you have not been in a room with five flute players and four brass players and five woodwinds and a full string section and a full rhythm section and – percussion section if you haven't had your body vibrated by ah, right all of that those those moving instruments you uh you 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 owe it to yourself to be retuned mm. and uh Thank the you. place to do it come two weeks from tonight actually two weeks from right now <laughs> it's kicking it. off at eight o'clock right monday the 27th at roulette on Atlantic Avenue, it really, it really is. And we were talking about the uh, about how important it is to give back and be part of a performance. Mm. That's one thing. This is a whole other thing. Talking about like the way that the difference between you know having a couple of earbuds and hearing some music and having it make your body ring. We don't we don't only hear music through our ears, right? Right. Exactly we hear, right. We hear we hear it through our body, through our skin, of course, everywhere, or up through our feet. Yes, know, of course, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're not going to know unless you you get out of the house a little bit. <laughs> right, 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 right. So uh, this is really this is a treat. Um, Adam Rudolph here in the studio and uh, shining a bright light on uh, the continuing evolution of hand drumming. And music, and we are, we're in 1973, and it's a great time to hear what M. Tumay is doing with Miles Davis's ensemble. And um, this is a tremendous band, once again, with uh, Dave Liebman on the reeds, the two guitars of Pete Cozy and Reggie Lucas, Michael Henderson on the bass, stolen from Stevie Wonder's band. And uh, Al Foster on the drums and pulling it all together. It's funny. I think people have this idea, maybe in the seventies. You know, oh, we'll put a band together and oh, and let's have a, let's have a percussionist. They'll add a little color and they'll play some little you know finger bells and stuff. Right. And you've made the point that uh, you really need to turn that point of view inside out, especially with this band. And he's not real high in the mix, but you can hear him. Uh, M. Tumay, everything that he's doing, um, directing the band, responding to Miles, responding to the other rhythm players. It's uh, it is a it's a whole other way of hearing this music. Yes. Shall we? Yeah. Let's <laughs> carry on. Uh, right off. We're in the WKCR archives. It's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. Adam Rudolph's here, and uh, check out what M. Tumay is doing with the hand drums on W. KCR.
They know, Adam. They know. When they hear me talking over music, it can only mean one thing. <laughs> the, 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 the roller coaster has come back. And, uh, <laughs> it's it. all over. That's it. And in this, right in the midst of this swampy, cool magic. Yeah, magic. this yeah, vibe. Yeah. We we were talking off mic about the the people do talk about this band. This is this yeah. band occupies a certain place. A lot of musicians that you and I know yeah. think about this band a lot, and I think and Miles Mystique is as great as ever. But. Uh, this kind of thing, this moment right here, I don't think this is what people think of when they think of this band. Yeah, 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 yeah. One time uh, uh, last year, I, with this my Go Organic Orchestra in Los Angeles, Benny Maupin plays in there. Oh yeah. Every year, and I said, Benny, man, I don't know. You know, it's like he said. He said, what you're doing. He said, what we're doing is future music, and that's what I think about when I hear this. This is like future music. This is music of now, but it was done then, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. and a we have, time, we've finally gotten to that. Well, 73, 83, 93, 2003, 40-some years ago. And to me, it, it does not sound the least bit dated, at least to me, you know. Yeah. And, but I'm glad to, to, you know, to be able to shift, shift the hearing thing and, you know, maybe help people hear a little bit about that there was something really spectacular and magic going on in, in the hand drum chair there with them to me i have i've been listening to this music for a long time i have new ears for it beautiful i really do adam rudolph's been our guest tonight and he has shined a bright light on uh on the still growing changing evolving role of hand drums and improvised music yes. it's uh it is a vast, endless story. Just uh, hands and drums. Yeah. Spectacular. Go Organic Orchestra is at Roulette two weeks from tonight, November 27th. And uh, 8 p.m. show. Roulette is 509 Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn. Murmuration is the title of the piece. 32 wins, strings, percussion. This is going to be... Uh, shake people to their souls really looking forward to that concert yeah thanks for coming up man. my pleasure man thanks so much for having me it's always a it's always a adventure and fun it is it is adam rudolph our guest i'm mitch goldman the show's called deep focus we're in wkcr fm new york wkcr hd1 wkcr.org tell the folks we'll be back in two weeks keep it tuned right here all the latest headlines and more coming up on WKCR FM New York.